0: Hello everyone, welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of the Ice Fair. My name is Joy.
1: And I am fucking knackered. Second take's always good. Um yes. <laughs> Right, okay, so we're talking about uh, Stephen Moffat's Dracula today, and before our technical issues we were talking about um, the, the billboards, which were relatively impressive. Um, yeah, the bill
0: the billboards won uh, awards for um, advertising in the UK, and they were they were really artistically done. It was a really cool. In the daytime, it looked like a blank board, and then at night time, it- the shadows from the streetlights would make it look like a state going through the billboard, which I think is really clever. Unfortunately, that's where the cleverness ends. Uh, yeah. They should have hired the billboard designer to do the story. To be honest, <laughs> uh, so
1: yeah yeah i mean for anyone who's familiar with the story of dracula obviously we'll be talking about the three episodes and that's how long the series is it's like a mini series it's three episodes each are around like an hour and 20 minutes yeah um and i have to ask a question before we before we go into the the story of dracula but like what is Stephen Moffat's fucking deal with modernising every single fucking story he does? It happened with Jekyll and Hyde, it happened with Sherlock, and it's happened with Dracula. Stop it. Fucking stop it. It doesn't make the yeah. story more interesting it being set in the modern times. It It's boring.
0: He's got his one-trick pony, and he has beaten it to death several times. Um... And it's very interesting to me because I actually had the misfortune of meeting him. I may have told this story before. <laughs> um, he was being honoured with a doctorate at the university where I was working at the time. And I, I, when I worked in catering and I was doing all the stuff. And my bestie on staff knew I was having a doctor themed wedding. And she went and got his signature for me on the back of like a, a menu thing. But she was showing him all the pictures of my wedding on her phone. And his main, so in his comment to me, was a, the, the thing that he signed for me, his supposed fan, was a lecherous comment about my bridesmaids. And I was like, great. Thank you so much for commenting on the legs of my bridesmaids. That is
1: horrific. Fucking With, hell. Oh, no. His
0: wife, his wife and children were right there.
1: Oh, and man. Like,
0: yeah uh he's not uh, a nice man i don't think he um very lecturers and he has his own opinion that he is the smartest man in the room which was very evident at the in doctorate.
1: everything he fucking yeah. does jesus it,
0: it was very obvious in that he thought he was the smartest person in that room and um there was you know other people there getting doctorates who i would argue deserved it far more <laughs> yeah. but it it was that kind of like when if you were talking to him he wasn't looking at the serving staff it was that kind of mm. like not making eye t- eye contact with the plebs type thing and that's when i was like oh you're not just bad at writing you're just uh-huh. an actual piece of shit <laughs> like, that's, um yeah. allegedly for legal reasons in case we get sued
1: uh it's funny but, how like you know you hear really, him oh, like he thinks he's the smartest man in the room that definitely comes across in everything he fucking writes Because that's the only, like, it's the only... I feel like some of the characters he writes are fucking self-inserts. They are.
0: Especially with Dracula. Especially with Dracula. Dracula is a self-insert.
1: But that's why Dracula... Like, the actual character of Dracula throughout this series is all over the place. And don't get me wrong, the, the boy who is playing Dracula is actually not bad. But, like, tonally
0: are all good. They're just, they're just working with garbage.
1: Yeah, they're working with um, shit. Um, the
0: actor who plays Jonathan is fantastic um, at being an undead. Which is another... So anyway.
1: Yeah, let's... Yeah. yeah.
0: Most Go of on, you Jan- who are watching this on Twitch probably <laughs> did Dracula Daily. You know, um, when Tumblr got really into Dracula, he, you know, what's the first thing that would come to your mind when you say Jonathan Harker? You would say, devotion to Mina. Which kind of carries over into Moffat's thing but mm-hmm. it, it, it's got the whole so instead of Jonathan going mad and having a brain fever like he does in the novels, he is undead because Dracula has claimed Jonathan as his bride in this because and this is going to cause me so much pain to say according to Stephen Moffat Dracula is bisexual for murder not for sex so that was his whole thing—that Jonathan is the um, the victim of Dracula's supposed crimes, um, sure. and he's uh, he's undead, which is an interesting twist on him having a brain fever and not remembering things and forgetting who he is, which is a thing that happens. But unlike Dracula, uh, Van Helsing's Van Helsing's a nun. Um, and she smuggles Mina into the nunnery and um, exposes Mina to him thinking that it will jog his memory but then you find out he's dead (laughs) and then Jonathan gets consumed by bloodlust and almost kills Mina which is completely out of character for who Jonathan is because Jonathan Harker is a man who would throw himself from the tower before he would touch anybody else especially Mina and it is Moffat's desire and need to make everything as dark and edgy as possible when it doesn't need to be you don't need Jonathan Harker to be dark and edgy. You have fucking Dracula right there. Yeah. Um and it's it's not it, it, Grim is commenting in chat that isn't even Dracula anymore. It's not Dracula. It's Stephen Moffat's ego inside of a vampire story that he has the audacity to call Dracula. Um and then it it ends with uh that the I can so okay, I can tolerate the sassy nuns. I can tolerate the 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 air quotes feminist nuns that are very sassy and they, they they're trained in martial arts i can I can almost tolerate that
1: yeah. um,
0: uh but then you have the the van Helsing who's she's the descendant of van Helsing, and um she's very much she doesn't have faith in God, but she hasn't she has enough mystic arts and knowledge to defeat Dracula or however. And it's just such a weird I'm not I'm not explaining this well, and it's because it's so scattered. Yeah, the that whole... I am struggling to follow it. Yeah, so, the whole thing okay. is
1: all over the place. As in like what I found in particular is like when you know you're being introduced to the character of Dracula right at the very beginning and as he kind of slowly absorbs kind of John Harker, he's like, you know, becoming more I suppose human like um but from scene to scene it looks like they're going for a completely different like sometimes he's dracula's portrayed as a very kind of classic horror kind of character and then other times there's elements of like you know he's kind of more like sexually deviant as opposed to like terrifying as a as a creature and then you've kind of got him also being like kind of charming almost a little bit of sherlock kind of like kind of
0: there's so much and it's it's so much they they even reference it
1: yeah the
0: nun at one point is like oh i found mina by my references in london i know a smart gentleman ho 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 and it's like oh you just had to work in bbc sherlock there didn't you you just
1: yeah couldn't let that project
0: go could you
1: something Um, should have died well that was actually a big selling point for the show itself it was the creators of bbc sherlock was the kind of like the strapline to dracula and it was painful to to watch um strongest episode for me was actually the second one though but i think that's because it played more like a murder mystery um it it,
0: it really does it delve into the kind of the dynamics of that kind of um sherlock and john watson like it is it does fall back into familiar territory and again that's because stephen moffat is a one trick pony um he's very good at certain characters he's not good at deviating from that at all the um
1: the thing that frustrated me about so episode two actually takes place on a ship traveling to london i believe or somewhere you know, in the eighteen eighties, yes. In the eighteen eighties. Um it,
0: and... it holds it holds fairly true to the the novel in terms of they're on the ship, they're on the Demeter, they're heading towards London. Uh and then it just goes completely off the rails. Yeah. Um
1: It was like the thing that annoyed me the most about it was the like the smugness of the twist that wasn't really a fucking twist. Like the whole The whole episode was, oh, who's being kept in room nine or whatever on the ship? Um, And it turns out to be the nun, which was just so, like, yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, so just to recap for anyone who's not seen it, in the end of the first episode, you have the the sassy-talking Van Helsing nun sacrifices herself so that Mina can escape. Because for some reason she pulled Mina into this (laughs) nunnery. Into the nunnery. Um, and Dracula takes her up on it and he goes for the nun. And then the next episode starts and he's heading for the ship and everything else. Also, Jonathan Harker's dead. He killed himself. So that's a thing.
1: Well, did um, he kill himself or did... like It was like Dracula used his body and then burst out of it. And that's how he... Yeah. That's how he got Mina to... Yeah, there's like... Obviously, they're playing with like vampire lore to a degree... Like, which
0: I can, there's there's certain fun. parts of it I can respect. There's a lot of um, the kind of old Hammer horror stuff, which you can really tell is Mark Gatiss coming through because he's really big on the old Hammer horrors, mm. and um, it, there's a lot of good horror elements in it, but it it's not held together by cohesive pop points, which is where it falls down. And uh, then when you get to the second episode, it's this whole like, you know, the mystery of who's in room nine. Well, you're thinking to yourself well obviously it's going to be dracula's coffin yeah and it's not it's the nun he's taking the nun with him to england for some reason and yeah it yeah it's very it's,
1: it's and of course like him and the nun throughout the episode are playing like chess and she's it's like in her mind in
0: her mind palace in her uh, mind palace oh fuck
1: it is, that's exactly what it is she's she's dueling Dracula to find out the story and you know like she's apparently so focused on the game that she doesn't see the bigger picture that she's actually on the ship in room 9 so he's like telling her what's happening and it's again it's kind of like that it's just Stephen Moffat smelling his own farts basically that's how it felt like you know there was just it was deeply like deeply unclever <laughs> there's there's a one for you yeah um, and it, it's
0: but it's the rest of it's kind of like there are good elements where you can see Dracula hmm. being very clever and manipulative like when he's talking to the old woman who it turns out he's met before yeah and there's some other parts as well where you 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 can see him as the predatory character which is which is what Moffat is building him into and it's Dracula is supposed to be a predator. He is supposed to be a charming, charming predator. That is canon. It's just the fact that Molfat intentionally, for marketing purposes, came out and said, oh, he's bisexual, but only for murder. Why don't... You know, like, why was that a necessary thing to say? (laughs) It's Dracula. Dracula can be sexually ambiguous without you having to say he's only bisexual for murder. Like, he's... Dracula in canon, in the novel, is sexually ambiguous. Yeah. You know, it's it's implied that he goes after Jonathan. There's scenes where he takes Jonathan to bed and Jonathan wakes up undressed.
1: Yeah, oh, I feel I feel like Stephen Moffat read somewhere that sex sells, and then just like that's been his man. He's like, oh, how can I make Dracula like sexy and stuff? it's like
0: when it's already sex. Yeah,
1: I know. I- <laughs>
0: I challenge you to find Jonathan just, Parker's devotion to me that unsexy. I it doesn't
1: need. It it. Do, I'm just saying it doesn't need to be as like creepily explicit as what Stephen Moffat made it, because uh, it is is a fucking drag. And then I suppose at the end of end of episode two, the battle. I'm going to call her a battle nun because that's basically what she is. She's like a, she's a warrior nun, um, and she she blows up the Demeter and um dracula gets trapped in a coffin um and it sinks to the bottom of bottom of the ocean yeah and then and then 120 years pass and you've got fucking um you've got be, like he- you, yeah you've got helicopters you've got like the proper Humvee trucks um, that are obviously like part of some sort of like mercenary company they're at a beach like just like honestly the, the Demeter like fucking sank like a mile offshore no one's apparently ever found the wreck in that time and uh, I, I thought that the way that the, the divers okay so Joy answer me this honestly right you're a deep-sea diver, right? Yeah. You 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 explore and you find the ruin and wreck of a ship, right? And you go, oh, fucking cool. I'm going to go and check that out, right? And then you see a coffin, right? And then you go, oh, I wonder what's in there. So you open up this coffin and find a perfectly preserved body, right, that hasn't been eaten by all of the fish in the fucking sea, Right. Would you, a, probably just fuck off, or b, would you stick your finger in his mouth? Would you do that? I, I wouldn't I would do be that. Gone.
0: I would be absolutely, <laughs> completely, and utterly fucking gone. Like, what was the purpose? Like, I never understood the whole, the purpose of like, I'm just gonna stick my hand in its mouth. Yeah. And, and it, the thing is, it's the agency that's hunting for Dracula that is doing this. What if you? Find if you know about vampires, and you find a perfectly preserved corpse at the bottom of the ocean. Don't stick your hand in its mouth. Yeah, because <laughs> like, what cause, the
1: fuck? Because that literally starts. Well, that that kick starts Dracula's return. So Dracula tastes that blood, and then over the course of like the next hour and a half, I think, they say, like he gets enough strength to go and like fucking like swim 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 to shore (laughs) and then he he learns what a gun is and shoots this lassie in the face um and and then you know it's just got that kind of shitty modern spin on it where you've got like and this is the thing i really hated about episode three the most was that like you take an old timey character and then you have to try and explain how an old-timey character would have, um, like, would, would learn about this world. Oh, what if a time-traveler was able to teleport to this world and, and learn about guns and, oh, a fridge? And, you know, you've got, like, this really drawn-out, painful scene where there's, like, a woman who's in her house and dracula's like basically battered her husband and stuffed him in a fridge and like he's he's discovering what like the the modern 21st century is and he's like he's acting all smarmy because he knows what a car is and you're like oh fuck off <laughs> like just i i like honestly episode three for me is a complete utter write-off i wish they hadn't fucking bothered um the moment I saw the helicopter There are so many overhead. interesting
0: ways you could bring Dracula into twentieth, you know, the twenty-first century. There are so many interesting ways that you could have him be part of that and just be completely flummoxed and confused. Like I would love to see him walking past a sun lamp, yeah, like somebody's pad lamp in their house and just getting decimated. But it's. Um, <laughs>
1: it's like but like the thing is is like tonally that's also absolutely not what they'd been building for the previous two episodes no, not so, at all they were suddenly, building up for yeah yeah suddenly having this quirky thing and then obviously me doing my, my research on Dracula the the attempt to cram in all of the other characters that they'd ignored for the first two episodes like they yeah. cram all of the ones in you've got the American guy Quincy um you've got the you've Got Lucy. Yeah, you've got Lucy and it's just like Oh, it's painful. It's pain like
0: Lucy's story arc is actually I have to fast forward through lots of her stuff because it's actually quite um it's good horror. Lucy's story arc is good mm-hmm. horror. It just doesn't fit with what this is.
1: Um
0: yeah. they, Dracula is dating Lucy, he's kinda like this old sugar daddy to her, and she's like this kind of influencer who's about to get married yeah um and he kills her, but before that he tells her never to get cremated because it means you can never pass on so the graveyard is full of all these people that never get to pass on because they've been cremated well of course when she dies, what does her mother do? she gets her she starts cremating her
1: yeah um, and, and, and like you get a really bad explanation about why but like basically she's undead so her cells like basically don't split apart and her soul doesn't pass on so she basically lives through her own cremation and she i'm not sure if it was like is is she traumatized to the point where she sees herself as like she she doesn't realize that she's been like cremated yeah and she's like
0: horrible reveal when other characters see her and she's just this walking um piece of bacon yeah. Uh, it's, it's really awful it's really if you're really if you're squirmish at all I don't recommend watching her sequence yeah but she, she's she got no clue she's so kind of like they, they took the character of Lucy and made it oh she's so vain she doesn't even realise she's dead yeah and it's like Lucy's character in the, the novel was you know she's still loving and kind she's not unkind and Moffat made her very unkind
1: yeah, um, they, they actually they, they made her oblivious and mean to um, yes. the, the boy who obviously quite liked her. I can't even mind his name. Uh, but, I think it's uh, Arthur it, or
0: something, yeah. Yeah,
1: and it was just, like, I, I mean, to be fair, I actually thought they, they built quite a lot of good tension having all of the actors react to her before actually showing what they she went. looked like cremated because like you see her walk into the room and you're almost seeing it from her perspective she's seeing her reflection in mirrors and stuff like that in a way that it looks like the it looks like Lucy pre-cremation there's a line i never thought i'd say pre-cremation <laughs> and then you've got this bit where like <laughs> a guy basically takes a selfie with her and it's like yeah this is what you look like and she like proper freaks out um, yeah. and, but,
0: and it's it's very her character in this is very uncharitable yeah um, yeah like it's so really unlikable it was, it was the funniest thing to me on Tumblr when everyone was watching Dracula Daily because everyone just decided that Lucy and her three suitors were just in a the polycule they were just like yeah mm. she's probably yeah there was no, no slut shaming and even in the original Dracula Canon, she wasn't slut shamed for having three suitors. Her this the slut shaming and the, the fear over female sexuality only happened after she'd been killed and she'd been robbed of her humanity and she and then she became the manifestation of Victorian fear over female freedom and sexuality. Mm. That's when that happened. There was, you know, the men in her life, that were fighting for her hand or whatever, there was never any. Oh, it's her fault that she's got three suitors. It's oh, she's so wonderful to have three suitors.
1: Yeah, there's, there's but
0: a- Dracula turned it into no. Oh, she's just she's a che- she's a cheater. She's a slut. She's all these horrible words that he called her, and I'm like,
1: there's there's a really annoying character dynamic that um, I I can't pinpoint all the examples, but it's like so it's like such a trodden like kind of trope, but the like she goes clubbing with her like gay best friend and it's always the gay best friend who like calls her a slut and like you know has an aside oh like you know people will be talking about you oh you're so slutty and it like kind of passes over as a like a kind of giggly joke and it's just I fucking recoil at shit like that i really i hate that dynamic where you've got the kind of like like good looking lassie and then like the, the gay best friend who just like Fucking talks down to her and treats her like shit. It's like because he's condescending yeah. as hell. I just I didn't. I, I,
0: it's it's yeah. so well to me that the twenty first century iteration is more misogynistic than the Victorian one.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny that.
0: <laughs> I, how much of a fuck up do you have to be that you make Bram Stoker look okay? <laughs> like yeah. I just like as you know as um, Tundra's pointing out in the chat as well. In the novel, they weren't even fighting over. Her, they were just letting her decide. They were like, yeah, yeah she's, she's a she's a, a good-looking woman, she's smart, she's lovely, we'll just let her decide which which of the three of us she picks. And, and there's genuine heartbreak when she dies.
1: And I feel like um, Quincy's character in this is really kind of unjustly done, because he's, like, portrayed as a total cunt. Whereas, like, in yes. the in the novel, does he not, like, go and fight for her, basically? Does he not try and, like... Or does he not try um, and... Fi- no, he goes and fights Dracula, and he's actually portrayed as being quite brave.
0: Does Do you mean not... Quincy? Did
1: sorry, you say yeah. Quincy there? Did I see, yeah. Quince... Yeah. Did I see someone
0: else? <laughs> I don't know. There, there's three of them, but Quincy is the American cowboy in yeah. the originals. And he is the one that dies because he dies to... He dies saving Mina because he doesn't want Jonathan to lose Mina the way he lost Lucy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, sorry, So he is a very a... heroic,
0: yeah. very... And he's aware of vampires because in the novel, his horse got bitten by a vampire and he had to kill it or something. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Um, (laughs) I like the the Texan's horse was killed and he (laughs) sings vengeance
0: Bram Stoker's love letter to Walt Whitman's fucking wild Um, (laughs) it's very kind of um, he's the other one he's the only one other than um, Van Helsing who is aware of vampires and he understands the danger they're all in and he is very heroic he is very oh I'll do whatever it takes to save Mina because I couldn't help save Lucy
1: yeah but like in, in this fucking iteration he's like he he does propose to Lucy. I I, I never understood that because he seemed like he's portrayed as this kind of like rich playboy type character. And there's this long drawn out um, conversation with the the doctor guy, um, or the like where they're sitting in the club yeah. and like he's kind of like yeah he's almost like yeah i don't really care about her and then yeah, there's like a scene where he's at lucy's funeral and he's like he's taking his bags to go to the airport to the funeral with him he's he's attending the funeral and then he's gonna fly back to texas because he's portrayed as like some sort of like foreign exchange student in this one isn't he yeah
0: um
1: and <laughs> it's
0: like he's, he's not an heiress in this one so yeah. the, the fact that he's treating it as if the only thing she had to offer is money makes no sense. Like it, yeah. it's just such a weird like of all the ways you could have slotted all the guys in like John Seward and like Quincy Morris and Arthur it was just it's so badly done. It's like tell me you you read you skim read the spark notes of Dracula and decided you could do it better.
1: Yeah. That's it's...
0: that is Stephen Moffat's character. I don't even think he read Sherlock. I think he
1: <laughs> he just kind of got a, the gist of the mythos. He got the gist of and it and it. then
0: decided he could do it better. And, it, you know, it, he st- oh, Marfa always starts strong. He always starts strong. And then as soon as he has to hold the plot together and as soon as he has to keep the characterization coherent yeah. or make it something that's not just his one misogynistic genius man, it falls it's- apart. He like, needs other writers to keep him on track. He suffers without that. Yeah. And I think we did a he was d- he was done a disservice when people herald him herald him as a genius who revived Doctor Who and I'm like, "No, that was RT Davis." <laughs> yeah. Um, you just like that his episodes were darker and edgy and they were a little bit scary and they were good for Halloween and but that only works if you have other stuff to hold it together. That can't be the entire premise of it. And the like, really good elements of horror from this come from Mark Gatiss. Mark Gattis. Gattis? Gattis? I don't remember his last one name. One of them. Um,
1: like, the, the thing is, is that like, I, I obviously there was bumpy bits in episode one and episode two, right? But uh-huh. I, I had no idea there was going to be a modern bit in episode three in the moment, like in that fucking I, thing.
0: I, first... was, I almost wanted to watch it with you so that you could go, what the fuck? Yeah, it was
1: just, <laughs> it was so utterly disappointing the moment I saw that fucking helicopter. But, like, I kind of thought that obviously moffat's kind of one-hit wonders uh, i've seen in chat we were talking about the are you my mummy episode of doctor who is obviously like a standout of the, the kind of christopher eccleston reboot and then you've got blink as well which he's like kind of famed for and then i was like which are
0: all referenced in dracula
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like, they're all referenced I'm t- where, when's blink referenced um is in the blink castle? is when
0: um, in the castle, when he's when Jonathan's going through the haunted place, and he turns away from things, and then he turns back, and the things have moved closer to him.
1: oh fuck! When, yes, he's, when he's
0: being chased through the cemetery by the the fallen angel, and the, the he, he, when he's discovering the grapes, basically, it's the right. same sequence of horror. Every time he looks back, they're closer.
1: Right, of course sorry i and mentally then, i mentally blocked out that fucking bit
0: <laughs> and, and then of course as someone else pointed out in the chat there's the the small zombie boy who comes to lucy's bed yes like, are you my mum? yeah
1: I, what is it Bluefer lady fucking hell yeah. i was like that's just annoying um but yeah i think the i i thought that he was i i i thought it wasn't gonna be amazing but I thought he was going to get away with it if episode three was similar to one and two. I thought, you know, it's 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 not going to be a standout, but, you know, you might get away with it. And then episode three just absolutely shits the bed. Um, because having that time jump, like, you know, how the fuck are any, like, you know, you've got this... You've got this weird agency that was set up by Van Helsing and, and Mina's family, and that's the fucking who's
0: pregnant.
1: Yeah, apparently, yeah, loose fucking connection there, and then, like, it's it's just it's trying to trying to combine the the start of the the series to the end is just a joke. You can't do a massive time jump like that and not end up with people going what because that's what i ended up going i went what and then that fucking ended as it turns out that um the van helsing descendant has cancer and by basically taunting dracula into drinking her blood he gets to die because because can-
0: the cells break down.
1: Yeah, and can- can- cancer kills vampires. Who knew? You don't. Cancers you don't need only garlic true way to
0: kill vampires. Um, in Moffat's universe, um, which which
1: I imagine, I bet you when Moffat came up with that, he thought it was fucking so clever. He was like, imagine, look, look, this is the modern way to kill vampires. <laughs> you you fucking make them. <laughs> make them drink cancer just, just
0: for to reiterate in the chat for everyone currently going through the five stages of grief yes that is how Molfat kills Dracula in this, it's not staking, it's not garlic, it's not sunlight, even though those are all things that he's shown to be vulnerable to it is drinking cancer because cancer breaks down the cells which is how he explained to Lucy that the undead can't die
1: yeah, and then the, oh, well, the annoying thing about that is that at the end it turns out he's actually fine when it comes to the sun
0: yeah, it's all psychosomatic.
1: Yeah, he's basically so. <laughs> but the weird thing is, is like she's she's trying to explain it to him, and like the whole thing we've kind of not really talked about is that like Dracula absorbs the kind of memories and knowledge from the people who he who he devours, and she kind of explains that that's the reason why he's developed psychosomatic issues when it comes to the sun, but it's like. Surely all these people could go into the sun. Right? Yeah. Like
0: it it really makes no sense because it's it's not even the the sun in the first episode with Jonathan, it's not even the sun that gets him. It's the cross. It's the sun shining off the cross that gets him.
1: Well, that's what no well, that's what I thought it was. That that's like see when uh, Thingy Harker is like standing at the top, and then Mm -hmm. Dracula recoils. I was like, the sun's hit his is cross and is like beamed it towards him but that's psychosomatic as well is it not
0: yeah everything is he's actually completely (laughs) invulnerable except for cancer that is the only (laughs) thing and the thing is he's it's portrayed as he's happy it's happening because he can finally be free
1: sorry sorry the cross thing isn't psychosomatic it's like he he recoils from the cross because it reminds him that he can't die. And it's like, oh, he, he, right. like yeah. he he instead feels great shame. He's like, because eh, the Van Helsing was like telling him at the end, it's like, Yeah, all of your family eh, you know died on the battlefield and you'll never get that chance and you feel shame. That's why whenever you see a cross you remember that Jesus was able to die. <laughs> For our for our, for our, for our sins and you're like, jealous
0: of Jesus because de- Jesus
1: died. And it's like Dra- <laughs> Dracula didn't know Jesus. It's not like it's not like his best mate got to die on the cross. It's very, it, very fucking strange. it's
0: So weird. It is such a tell me you don't understand religion. And or any of the lore you're playing with, and then you have Stephen Moffat's writing style. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> the, I mean, uh, <laughs> Tundra in the chat, Jesus, pretty famously didn't stay dead. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. The, the fucking the, the other thing that I thought was really weird. So you've got like it doesn't just show Dracula like biting Van Helsing's. Drinking our cancer from our body, like instead it cuts to this like really weird scene where they're like basically on this kind of like like nice velvety kind of bed and they're like they're they're embracing each other it's and so <laughs> weird. it's it's so weird it's like the it's fucking like American
0: what is the uh, what was that um, American Beauty. Like with the the weird velvet and like the kind of like the soft lighting and the rose petals, it almost looks it's supposed to be like a lover's embrace.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a lover's embrace, but
0: been and zero sexual tension to get them. <laughs> and
1: like, I mean, he's he's naked and has his cock out, whereas like you could tell that the actress who was Van Helsing was like, "Can you at least like drape it round me?" So I'm not like, "So I've got the covers." Uh, but yeah, it was a really weird way to end it, and and then it just ends. Like then the credits roll. The moment the credits roll, like yeah, that's it. Done. No,
0: nothing is tied up. The secret agency is not tied up. Um, Jonathan Harker's descendant is never tied up. No. Nah. Um, it's just J.K. This whole time you've had psychological issues, Dracula. <laughs> it was like
1: the the, the the real the real barrier to Dracula's world domination was his mental health. <laughs> <laughs> which i mean fair enough um but uh, see funny thing the woman who plays mina is a galadriel in the rings of power she is yes um which i was i recognize her from somewhere she does look quite different i think she's she's playing quite a like a meek character like like mina's quite like nervous you- and
0: which, again, Mina is not a meek character. No. It's, it just annoys me so much. Like, I, Dra- I, Dracula has my heart. I mean, it's no surprise that I like vampires. But the, the biggest thing from books is that Mina is, you know, after Van Helsing, everyone knows she's the smartest person there. Yeah. She uncovers everything. She's the most stalwart. She's got the most strength. Even when she's turned into a vampire, she's turning to Jonathan and saying, Look, you're gonna have to kill me. And Jonathan's going, No, I'll i f- I'll follow you into hell. I'm not gonna kill you. But she is the adamant one. She is Van Helsing calls her the light of lights. She is the strongest female character. She is female virtue personified. She is strong, she is capable, she's smart, and her husband will follow her into hell. Yeah. Mina in this is very cringy, um, very kind of meek and mild and just doesn't have meek and
1: mild but also like yeah like yeah naive as well Um, you know you've I kind of hate the thing in horror where like someone's just like clearly got no kind of common sense like I think if I was I'd like to think if I was in like a horror situation there's like some things that I would obviously be immediately sceptical and on the defence about um, but she kind of gives the benefit of the doubt, and she's like, "Oh, don't worry, Alan. I'll, in, I'll invite in uh, her her, uh, partner or fiance John. Jonathan
0: Parker, yeah. Jonathan Sorry, Parker. Johnny.
1: Yeah, Johnny.
0: Johnny boy. Oh, fuck me. Johnny, who is also Dracula's bride. I yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's like she she does it the first time, and then Dracula gets in and fucking runs rampage through the whole nunnery, and then. A her and Van Helsing end up in the kind of basement where they're barricaded, and she fucking invites him in again. And I'm like, "Come on, you've been like,
0: if you, if your if your fiance dabbed himself with a steak to keep himself from eating you, and then he shows up and is begging to be let in,
1: I would be I'm skeptical. No.
0: Yeah, I would be skeptical. I'm gonna be like, we're gonna wait till sunrise, and then we're gonna have this <laughs> discussion again." Then you can come back yeah. to my living my room.
1: <laughs> Ideally in um, the direct sunlight.
0: <laughs> yeah. But no, she is dumb as a sack of rocks and she invites him in for a second time after... He's already proven that he will try to eat her, eat her basically. Yeah. Because, again, they made Jonathan undead in this for some reason. Um, this, and- is, this
1: is the thing that gets me about the agency, right? So... The agency in the third episode is described as a, uh, like, founded by Van Helsing and Mina, right?
0: Mhm.
1: In memory of Jonathan Harker. In memory of Jonathan Harker.
0: How? They never explain it. It's just as just implied that they make it to England.
1: But um, they, but they but they don't like Mina would yeah. es- Mina would escape. I understand that. Van Helsing's on the on the Demeter though, where it blows up. Where it blows up, and she dies. She is she sacrifices herself.
0: Wait, is it not implied that she's the original Van Helsing, in the modern one It's just that she lied and said she was the descendant? We, is that not what that is?
1: N- n- no, no, because because he <laughs> no he re, he remarks that she's a Van Helsing though. Uh uh-huh. He he recognizes that she's a descendant oh, because of because he van recognizes helsing. the blood yeah yeah so w- I, okay so fucking plot hole there like how like what's the timeline between van helsing and how does van helsing and mina found a fucking institution that works to take down dracula when van helsing immediately goes on to the demeter and dies there
0: it's I've, never explained you're should, just supposed to have faith in it was, and then when the same actress shows up and is like oh i'm a descendant of van Helsing," you're just supposed to sure. roll with it i guess that
1: um yeah. It,
0: yeah yeah i've been saying this a lot recently it helps my imposter syndrome
1: <laughs> that <Is> these, that,
0: <laughs> people just expect you to roll with these things and i'm like i spent the last fortnight agonizing over a plot hole if I was Stephen Moffat, I wouldn't have given a fuck. I'd have just gone. I'm smarter than everyone. <laughs> just carried on my merry way.
1: I think. I think that is the big. I mean, like, I don't know what Stephen Moffat's next thing is. Um, it'll, I imagine it will be another classic story, and it will get reimagined into modern times. And we'll see. Oh, I'll be like Frankenstein or something like that. it will be painful, won't it?
0: Oh, there's um, the Oscar Isaac Frank the sign that's coming out soon with a uh, Guillermo del Toro, del Toro as the director,
1: which I am that
0: ready for. Yeah, I that that sounds so like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say that sounds like it'll be good, uh, and yeah, there's a Dracula Ren, Renfield. Uh, I want Renfield.
0: Uh, Nicholas really Cage. See Renfield.
1: Nicolas Cage's Dracula will be quite fun, I think. Um, yeah, but
0: if it's not, it's not trying to be. From the looks of Renfield, it's trying to be a comedy. It's not trying to yeah. be serious, edgy. It might be an edgy comedy, but it's not trying to be grim, dark, look how smart I am. It's literally Nicolas Cage as Dracula and you have Renfield going to therapy to try and get away from him. Which I think is actually quite funny. I think that's actually also very you know, that's con- that's almost canonical because Renfield ends up in the asylum getting treatment after he knows Dracula. So mm. it's you know, there's touches of that there. But um, I love good. I love goofy vampire material when it's intentional. Yeah, um, I love the hammer horrors. Like I love the the original um, Bella Lugosi. You know, I love all those, even though they are a bit mm. campy by today's standards. But they're told cohesively. Yeah, that's, the thing.
1: that's that's actually two things. I had an issue with in episode one, that I think like the castle itself is creepy enough without the weird zombie chase that they inserted into it um there was also this really really fucking funny scene where i imagine they they were trying to do like a a, the ring type thing where like it's kind of creepy movement so you had like dracula coming out of the wolf at the gates and that was quite creepy but then it cut to this like really really drawn out camera pan of dracula like running up the wall of the nunnery but it was like it was it was taken from such balls (laughs) naked but it was it was taken from such like a wide shot it's like if you were to look out your house and like you saw someone like hundred meters away, like running up the side of a building, it did like it didn't look creepy. It didn't look like someone was coming to get you. It was like, look at that madman, <laughs> mad lad's just running up the <laughs> side of the mad wall. Mad lad on
0: the night of the town. He's, well, he's had one too many. He's just crawling up <laughs> the side
1: of the walls, covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I have looked up what Stephen Moffat is working on. You'll be pr- oh pleased. You'll be pleased to know that he is writing adventures for doctor who he's going to do more doctor who stuff he's uh in the cutie gap was uh, time lord um but that'll be fun let me guess we're gonna get blink six blink harder <laughs> yeah
0: there's gonna be more angels
1: oh there's death you know
0: the, the, the first time the angel showed up terrifying when the yeah. gimmick's been done so many times it kind of loses that kind of the the novelty slightly but it's just he really just doesn't know how to deviate from his one oh this gets successful i'll keep doing it mm. like yeah
1: um moffat already
0: did jekyll he did already do that often yeah with, um, he
1: did jekyll and it's atrocious yeah uh, <laughs> um, <again,
0: laughs> he's a head lord who thinks he knows better than everyone
1: yeah the editing on uh, that is atrocious the editing on Jekyll and Hyde is very not good. Um, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, panning through his Wikipedia page. Um, I'm actually gonna direct something about uh, Stephen Moffat's life, um, and I'm just gonna like <laughs> fucking like ad lib it from what I get from his Wikipedia. Um he's the thing is the thing that I really like just I'm not a fan of Stephen Moffat at all, but he's fucking he's like he's so BBC it hurts. Like he's like yeah. B- BBC to the fucking core, but he's like he's that kind of like wanky creative BBC person. Um and it's like I think his wife's uh BBC executive, his mother in law is, is a BBC executive. He
0: gets on those jobs.
1: Yeah. And it's like uh, his yeah. mother in law's a BBC executive and he's like I feel like he's that kind of guy that like turns on his Scottishness when he thinks that it's like beneficial for him. Because he's for Paisley. He's um, from Paisley.
0: And, you wouldn't know
1: it. Yeah, I feel I feel like he, he he proper toggles it on and off when he when it suits him. I reckon he's he sits in fucking London bars and he like absolutely pumps the brakes on his accent um no unfortunately he's (laughs) scotland he's he's scottish he's yeah it's the kind i'm trying to think is there is there actually a worse like scottish output from a creative perspective apart from my streams um
0: (laughs) (laughs) i will fight you on that there is Uh, nothing wrong with
1: your stream no I'm, i'm just i'm thinking like i mean I mean, Gerard Butler can sometimes kind of... Like, I mean, to be fair to Gerard Butler, I think he's done a not bad job being like an a Hollywood action hero. But yeah, Stephen Moffat, Stephen Moffat OBE. He's got an order of the British Empire. So jail for a million years.
0: I like the fact that um, Cybernetic Soros was saying they got an ad and all of that. So all they heard was, he's Scotland's throbbing head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so just to give you a wee bit of an idea of how like, I want to say like kind of like incestuous that like kind of tight knit family is. So his mother in law yeah. is Beryl Francis Virtue, who has a a most excellent Order of the British Empire. She's a CBE. Um. So yeah, I feel like all like, yeah she yeah so that's he's he so into
0: extreme privilege yeah
1: order. Order of Chivalry. the The motto is "For God and the Empire." Fucking. Uh, yeah. So there's,
0: but there was something to be said about how he kept getting these roles. His wife was the producer for a lot of these kind of things, or she knew the producers who were working on the shows that he ended up working on, mm-hmm. and that's the only reason I think he got in because he's honestly just kind of he's all right, he's okay. He should not be a show leader or showrunner. Yeah. Um it's just I I don't know how you can fuck up something as classic as Dracula in a way that's worse than anything that's come before. Like, it makes yeah. the, the Keanu Reeves Dracula look really good. It's probably the best one actually. And even then <laughs> it's not faithful to the to the novel. There has never been a faithful adaptation of the novel where you have everybody. Yeah. Um, most of them don't even include Quincy Morris, which is a shame because Quincy's a fantastic character. But it's just how do you make it so that other people that are kind of like they accept the genre's campy and it, it's, you know, got its bad elements and everybody's kind of going, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> and, I- and again, like you have Mark Gatiss who is a horror enthusiast. Yeah. Like. Is your ego so big that you cannot be told actually this needs to be rewritten to make it coherent? The answer is probably yes for Stephen Moffat.
1: Yeah, um, like I, I, I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest, and I know that this is like kind of sacrilege, especially on Tumblr, especially Tumblr during the 2012, 13, and fourteen year. I absolutely fucking hated Sherlock. Right. I watched one episode and I fucking despised it. And I've never understood any of the Stan stuff. I've never understood any of the fan blogs about Sherlock. I just, I, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And like, I've basically, I've been able to avoid that part of, of Tumblr. I didn't find it impressive at all. And apparently I was, uh, like what I saw in the first episode, everyone else apparently apparently saw when they were finishing season three or four yeah. or whatever it was. was it was it season four
0: i don't even Did know they do season four i don't know i don't remember yeah, blank
1: blanked, yeah blanked it from your memory and then I the,
0: the potential it had i like the potential it had because it's bbc it's high budget you had a you yeah. know a good ish cast and then it just completely fell apart for me like, I remember watching it because it was literally um, the first episode aired two days after my best pal's wedding, and I remember watching it in the hotel room drinking champagne and thinking this isn't too so bad. But that, in hindsight, that could have been the champagne.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, maybe, maybe that's the trick. Actually, maybe you just need just to get hammered. just get fucking pissed, and then you'll try and you'll you'll be able to get your way through. It's funny because like me and my family, like growing up, I remember when the Doctor Who reboot happened like every single saturday without fail my entire family would be you know on the couch and we'd watch a uh, like doctor who and we'd watch all the christopher eccleston ones and we watched all the david Tennant ones uh, and then we saw like matt, Sw- <laughs> matt smith like one episode and we were like yeah yeah we don't need to do this as a family anymore
0: <laughs> that yeah that was pretty much i did not like it just became progressively more and more misogynistic the longer Stephen Moffat was there. Um, mm. Amy, I, I, yeah. uh, Amy Pond, I—the potential for Amy Pond was fantastic—and it just, I mean, even River Song, the way it was all done was just terrible. Yeah. Um, and I, this is no shade to anyone who does enjoy it. I mean, you like what you like. Um, get better soon, but <laughs> <laughs> it's. Just, um, it's to me, it's the lost potential that hurts the most because those were, you know, I grew up watching the original Who. My mm. dad had all the VHS tapes. I was a Who fanatic, and I haven't watched it since. Uh, I, I watched one episode of Peter Capaldi. Right. And I stopped. Was that was that the episodes I,
1: I, where they made some passing fucking reference to Scottish independence, and it was painful for everyone involved? I think so. Yeah. Um,
0: but then, because Peter Capaldi is the same as me, he's a big Who nerd. He should have been the best doctor because Peter Capaldi loves Doctor Who. Mm. The material he had to work with, however, was subpar. I have not seen, it. of all my Tumblr friends that are still Whovians, I see David Tennant gifts, I see Matt Smith, I see, I see you know, Eccleston, I see, um, oh God, that's terrible, what's her name? Um, blonde female doctor. um I've completely blanked, I am so sorry, um, but I've never seen any of the- Jodie, thank you, um, Jodie Whittaker, thank you so much yep. chap, but I don't see any of the Peter Capaldi ones ever. And I'm like, that's so sad because it was his dream role,
1: he always yeah. wanted
0: to be Doctor Who. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you fuck up so badly that you even keep Peter Capaldi's like, yeah, I don't really, don't really watch it anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Nah, it's a a shame. I I just remember tuning out, like, the Matt Smith stuff, like, completely. Uh, I think I, like, I did, I did try and watch it, like, because, like, there was people, like, talking about it, at least for a wee bit, and I watched up to the one where it was like, what if Blink but more? And then there was, like, a future, like, sci-fi British army that, like, fought the weeping angels and they had like a
0: ship and there's always a secret agency with Moffat there's always yes. a government branch that's hidden from every other government branch and yeah, they're fully aware of the threat but they don't act on it properly that's a
1: good fucking point actually because there's there's a secret agency and I know there's a secret agency in Sherlock and I know that mm-hmm. there's a secret agency in Jekyll and Hyde and um, Doctor Who and Doctor Who, yeah, unit, yes, fucking garbage. We'll we'll never. Okay, I'm I'm never never speaking to. I hope I never meet Stephen Moffat because I'm just gonna be like, Ugh. don't want to talk to you.
0: This <laughs> honestly, that the the interaction I had with him where he was pairing on my bridesmaids, I was like great, fantastic, like just yeah. it was so creepy, like it was.
1: <laughs> th- thanks me, creep I
0: would, he, they, all my brazenies were wearing TARDIS blue dresses Yeah, fairly well, they were kind of like that 50s swing style nothing mm. too revealing he went out of his way to find physical attributes to comment on he couldn't say what a lovely wedding party or even just hope jokes. you have a good wedding <laughs> so glad to hear you had a wonderful wedding so glad you're a fan, whatever and I felt terrible for my, my bestie at work who went out of her way to get this autograph for me because she was so excited because she got it for me. And I was left holding it like, wow, that's horrible. He would just use that opportunity to pair on my bridesmaids. My we were how old are we? Twenty-four. Whilst his forty something wife is sitting there with their kids looking on and he's making Kirby comments Ah. about a bunch of twenty year
1: olds. (laughs) so fucking weird.
0: (laughs) One of them is also one of them is also um under 20 because it was mothman's baby sister.
1: So right, okay, Jesus Christ. It just gets worse. It just yeah, gets worse and worse. Yeah, fucking hell. But,
0: um that was my um the moment when I realized, oh, he's not just kind of like bad. He's like the <laughs> he's he's, the like,
1: he's like <laughs> he's not just bad, he's like bad person bad.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Fuck uh, um, cunt
0: he did. He did recently come out and say it's not that hard to respect people's pronouns. So you know he's got that going for him, but he's still a total <laughs> asshole. Um, but it's just <laughs> okay, the just
1: just, really just just more often. people for him to be misogynistic.
0: <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, but it, it was just such a moment of like, oh maybe there's some people <laughs> responsible for <the> misogyny that goes on. Sorry,
1: trans inclusive radical misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, well, if we don't laugh we'll cry <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um i so uh, i i'm i'm done with dracula i like thanks thanks for the pain joy uh, and you're was, welcome it's, it's yeah. payback
0: for making me watch Figaro.
1: Yeah, you, um, you you do know that like next week's my turn to suggest something now, so you're we're,
0: we're playing a game next week. so no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I
1: know, I no, no, I'm saying two weeks from now, I've I've already, I'm oh, I'm gonna find something. I'm gonna find something bad. But two anyway. weeks,
0: in two weeks time, Renfield's out so we can
1: uh, right. it. So right. <laughs> I feel like the ball would very much be in your court if we just covered vampire content. Vampires
0: for the rest of the, the rest of the year. No, we yeah. won't do that. But yeah your turn next time we'll see what psychological damage you can inflict
1: yeah we'll see what we get up to so what have you been doing this week joy uh besides Um, making me suffer over dracula
0: (laughs) we i've been getting the hardbacks ready to ship i've been doing the last few a couple of the hardbacks that are going out for patreon so if you are a patron and you happen to be listening to this please check your spam folder (laughs) because apparently they're all going into spam um I also have been doing a lot of other little bits and projects here and there with um the next book. So that's that's my I can't talk about it, but that's what my life is currently consumed by. Um what's Lysander's asking in the chat? What's a terrible werewolf movie we can watch? That's a good one. Um,
1: Twilight. Werewolf of London. Twilight. We could go for that one. We're not no. Twilight. <laughs> Twilight. Twilight. All of them. Every single one.
0: I did not survive crucifix Neil nipples to get dragged back into Twilight. Yeah, I, no, I no. done my time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it should be. That's exactly what we should do. No, it's not. Um, no, I can't watch that. I, I can't watch that. Because how many films are there? Five? I think so. Yeah. Cause
0: we could always go back and watch Fifty Shades of Grey. <sighs> really? People and people that followed me from my old streaming days, all currently having flashbacks. That was the one we were watching that to see how bad it actually was, and the entire chat safe worded and we stopped the movie and watched something else. <laughs> um,
1: what was the safe word? Red. We just used the red,
0: red. Like, red. red. The entire <laughs> the entire stream was just like everyone screaming red and we yeah. just ended up
1: Yeah stopping. Okay, I'm gonna but, use uh, it I'm gonna use it now <laughs> so we don't need it. To- <laughs>
0: it's vetoed, we're not doing
1: that yeah, I, I don't like I think there's probably better stuff out there that we, that we, that we, we can watch <laughs> uh, rather than Fifty Shades um, yeah definitely not a film that I'm particularly interested in uh, don't know never, never seen myself in the shoes of that guy I don't know what the guy's name is
0: Christian Grey
1: Yes. do not I don't I don't see myself as a Christian Grey type person, to be honest. Um I
0: mean, is I so when I was when Crucifix Nail nipples came out, or when I was editing Crucifix Nail Nipples and stopped it from coming out, everything was a fifty Shades spin-off or a twilight ah. spin-off, which is the same thing. And you had so many people writing inaccurate bdsm harmful bdsm and it was the bane of my existence because i was the kink safety expert on staff Mm. and my my publishing house literally paid for me to go to kink conventions and safety awareness conventions oh nice so that they so that they would not perpetuate things like zip ties and Mm. which are bad because they can cut off circulation and they're very hard to get off so there was a lot of things that when i had when i did all these things um we were getting all these books in and you can tell the person had only read Fifty Shades of Grey and I was having to be like can we change this to something more positive and kink safety and friendly and blah 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 and the author would inevitably pitch a flick going well it worked for Fifty Shades and I'm going yes it shouldn't have but Little Brown Publishing has no standards yes um, <laughs> so how do you write non-harmful BDSM you do it safely um you can write dark themes all you want, but the thing is, the, the rate of injuries that occurred in the bedroom after Fifty Shades became popular skyrocketed. There was uh, lots and lots of instances of people losing fingers and hands um, to, like, zip ties, which is a prominent theme in the book. So, if yeah. yeah, yeah, anything, just don't use zip ties. That's the one takeaway from this. Don't use zip ties for anything in sex, please.
1: I feel like um, the like it's it's funny how I mean I imagine quite a lot of those injuries where you're kind of heteronormative kind of couples and it's yeah. like there's like they, like I, I don't know I think if, if you want to prepare for something like that you, like it's preparation you need to prepare for something like that it's like the like the, there's always the straight guys that think you can just like dive in and do anal <laughs> it's really fucking easy yeah. apparently because <laughs> everyone's arseholes are slip and slide um <laughs>
0: Well, that's that, that's the poison of certain porn. That is yeah. the poison of the, not seeing the certain realities of it. And it, you know, some of the best things I've read and also seen have been the things that include not just aftercare but the the preplay as well. Yeah, and that's this is not where I thought this conversation was going to go after talking about Moffat's dragon. <laughs> um, it's you know the, just you know, picture Stephen
1: Moffat and we'll divert to something else.
0: There's a lot to be said for the um you know showing the intimacy of it like yeah. intimacy builds tension for a lot of things yeah. and there's you know there's a certain psychological thrill to the idea of oh yeah i'm getting prepared to get absolutely railed like and you know they never build up to any of it in a lot of these yeah. books and it was my main gripe with a lot of the ones that are heralded as oh this is fantastic bdsm or kink representation i'm going it's not really it's just dark romance and dark romance is fine but if you're going to talk about it as if it's like a representation of a community then it should be researched i might be biased um i'm <laughs> just because of the job i had i was the kink safety um person on staff but um it's just uh i don't know it, it's kind of a little bit of effort goes a long way and that's true for fiction and real life a little bit of effort <laughs> will carry you very far oh i just saw you plugging hunger pangs in the chat thank you
1: well <laughs> yeah, uh, nah you can thank tundra i just i just posted the link um Tund- <laughs> tundra was doing that job um
0: uh, the,
1: the <laughs> the, <laughs> sorry maybe we both paused to read chat know. there for a second. Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: Part of the podcast, our semi regular reminder that Joy is the hero who single handedly saved us all from crucifix nail nipples. <laughs> if you've never, if you are finding this podcast and you don't know what this is, it's okay. You can Google it. The first result is my blog. Yeah. I say um, it's okay. It's not okay, but it's, you know, it's not, <laughs> there, there's no visuals. You're not going to get fired at work.
1: Yeah, Joy did win the poll on Twitter. I Do you want did. To tell us about that?
0: Um, I am. I. So, I don't check my Twitter notifications because Twitter's a dumpster fire. (laughs) Um, Someone on Tumblr actually let me know that I was up on um, Queer Liberation Library, we're running a March Madness Twitter poll, and I was up against all these multi-award-winning, hugely famous authors that had won (laughs) Hugos and Nebulas and all sorts of fun things. And I was like, oh, well, well, never mind, it was nice to be thought of as, I think I'm the only indie one there. Um and I didn't assume anything of it. I posted the link to Tumblr and uh Tumblr uh smashed it. I <laughs> went from losing to winning by a significant margin. Um I got next to the the um, the next round and then it happened again. I beat somebody else with multiple awards and you know, several thousand um Twitter followers. I I kept getting through and then I was up against um Gretchen, Gretchen Fletcher, I think is the name, uh, Manhunt, which is a apocalyptic crime thriller um, queer media book, and I haven't read it yet because I'm a big scaredy cat, I don't really like Connor, <laughs> but I won with 69% of the vote, so I am Queer Liberation's uh, March Madness Queen of the Month with 69% win. I was ex- so <laughs> you some of you voted against me, so that it went from seventy-five to sixty-nine, and I very really much appreciate that. Thank you so much for your
1: <laughs> you've Thank got you so to you've got to keep on brand with these things, you know. Nah, that's probably. Uh, um, aye. So, eh, uh, yeah. This week for me, uh, I was down and in, in London. I was down in the are. belly of the beast. <laughs> um actually london's grown on me a smidge um so it gets it gets one point for having really good donuts
0: <laughs> it does
1: um i
0: don't mind visiting london i just wouldn't want to live there
1: yeah oh hell no like absolutely could, not
0: for one thing i couldn't afford to live there
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but it was um yeah it was good like for anyone who doesn't know i was at a uh A game convention would probably be the best way to describe it. Um, Like, it's called WASD, or W-A-S-D. And it's like a kind of showcase for a lot of indie games. Uh, So I got to play, like, a bunch of really cool games that I cannot wait to stream. I absolutely can't wait to stream. It'll be, like, so much fun. There was one game in particular that I think stole the show by how cool it is, and it's actually a Scottish developer. It's called Viewfinder. Um, That one. And the the perspective, uh, so it's like a kind of perspective puzzle game, right? But it's super fucking clever. You find like you can find pictures in the world, and like as in they've been taken from like a, a camera and. I can't remember the name of the camera that prints it immediately. What's the cameras that, like, print the picture? Oh, my God. Polaroids. Polaroids. There we go. Thank you. Um, So, like, you've got the, like, you find, like, Polaroids, and you can, like, hold them up, and then you can, like, basically click to keep them in place, and then you can step through them and, like, traverse the world through that it gets even cooler you actually get a polaroid camera so you can take pictures of things it like in the world and then use them to solve puzzles it is so fucking clever it was like one of those uh, honestly it's like a game that you you see and you go yeah that's going to be an absolute banger when it comes out um other game i played was a game called a highland song there is a scottish theme here um and the Highland songs actually from the studio, a lot of you have always encouraged me to play Heaven's Vault, um, which was like the language one, which was kind of cool. Um, But they're coming out with a game called the Highland song, where you play this like wee Scottish lassie called Moira, who's like run into, like she has, she's traveling from her house to see her uncle uh, who lives in a, a lighthouse, but she like traverses the Highlands. So it's like, it's a half adventure exploration game and half a rhythm game. So there's like bits where you have to traverse like, like basically Munro's and sprinting from point A to B, it becomes a rhythm game and Kaylee music kicks in as you run from peak to peak. And it is so fucking good. When I was playing the demo, like I actually got like weirdly emotional about it because it was like, it was so nice and the art for it is lovely. Um, so it's not it's not the same as metal Health singer or bullets per minute but like think of it more like maybe think of it more like guitar hero but like you're clicking certain buttons as you jump from Mm -hmm. like bit to bit um and like it was really nice so i'm I'm looking forward to that coming out that Um, sounds really fun actually uh, i
0: did i will say you sent me that picture of um
1: mask of the rose
0: uh, mask of the rose and i screamed slightly Uh,
1: i'm
0: not looking forward to that at all i'm not desperate for that game to come out
1: i've uh yeah there's a i actually had a chat with the devs of mask of the rose um and it was really cool so i was i was chatting to one of the producers um who's been working on it and like because i I hadn't played sunless skies or I think sunless seas as well
0: Sunless um, Sea, Sunless uh, Skies, and then they've got their browser game, which is called Fallen London. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, it was it was really it was really cool. Uh, like just hearing about the, the making of, uh, Masks of the Rose, because it's quite a small. Uh, is <laughs> ha! I hope I rolled high to get Joy a copy. I've done <laughs> fucking more than that. Let me tell you, <laughs> I won't say anything on it just now. I have done way more than that um i i i rolled fucking higher um and that might be quite cool uh but the you if you've seen any of the artwork for like mask of the rose it's like a game that um like i played some of the demo of it and i thought the demo was really quite cool so when you create your character you can specify what your character's kind of like interested in um Mm -hmm. So you can see that they're not interested in kind of anyone, right? Which is fair. Um, you can specify that they're interested in romance, but not physical intimacy. And then you can specify mm-hmm. that they're in physical intimacy, but not romance. Um, so you've got that choice in your character creation, which I find kind of cool. Um, and then... I,
0: they're the one of the few game companies that have always been very good about ace inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, and you can also in Fallen London, I think you have those options now, don't quote me on that, but it was always a kind of uh, an option that you could be like, I'm not interested in romance, and the demon characters would kind of leave you alone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they've always been good about, even Sunless Seas and Sunless Skies uses gender neutral pronouns for, you know, the captain is called Z-captain. Yeah. As in, like, just neo-pronouns, neo-pro- which I, I've always loved the, the, the developers for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I'm I'm glad that they've carried that over into uh, my
1: of the Rose, or *Mark of the Rose*. Yeah, it's it's funny because as we were kind of talking about it, um, you, like they were saying, like there's so much happening in the background when you're having conversations, um, with <laughs> like with NPCs. So like, uh, I don't know how *Sunless Skies* and *Sunless Seas* play, but like you could put on different uh, outfits, and that would unlock different dialogue options. So, you could mm-hmm. like experiment with, like, you know, if you were to wear certain clothing, you would that like that would impact your thing. But at, at the same time, like, all of the NPCs are like remembering what you said and did. Um, mm-hmm. like they said you know like the telltale games when like it flashed up on the top left of the screen saying this Sunsel, character remember
0: that y- mm-hmm. yeah they,
1: they said that they didn't bother doing something like that because it would just constantly be there otherwise yeah. it's like there's a lot it's, that the npcs are remembering you do uh, and a lot of that feeds into like the branching paths
0: it's it's more similar to um because some seeds and scenes on the skies you are only ever piloting your ship yeah. Um. So this is much, much more like Fallen London, and I've yeah. been playing. Mean, I don't know how old Fallen London is at this point, but I remember playing it before. I think I was still dating Mothman. I don't even think we're married. Was when I first started playing it. I've been playing it for over a decade at this point. It mm-hmm. still holds up as a really fun browser game, and you can pay for extra perks, but it's it's fine to just not like you don't lose anything by not paying for stuff. Yeah. Um. It, but it's always been so good and I'm really excited to see them actually turning that aspect into like an actual game game. Um, so yeah, when you sent me that image and I just kind of, I may have like almost dropped my phone. So. No. <laughs> um, but I was like, it, I've been waiting for it for years. I'm just super excited. And I'm so happy to hear that they're actually, they're sticking to their being inclusive and like, yeah, uh, just, just. Doing all the things that made Fallen London great, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's funny because on the poster you've got like you've got like some of the characters for the game, and the artwork's really nice. I will say that mm-hmm. both the environment artwork serves as a backdrop to your NPC conversations and the NPCs themselves. On the right mm-hmm. of the banner that I sent you, there's like a there's like a Cthulhu type character, um, like oh
0: yes, yeah, so there is. And
1: yep. uh, like I I did ask and I was like look, Twitch chat needs to know can you romance cthulhu and he was like of of course you can um and another <laughs> another nice thing about it is seeing that you can you can also if you're not interested in doing any kind of like romancing yourself um you can actually play matchmaker for the characters in the game as well
0: yeah i saw uh, that yeah. which
1: i thought was kind of cool so um yeah i dare say that'll be uh very much talked about uh when it when it comes out um
0: if you're into Steampunk or Gaslamp, or if you like Hunger Packs, you would like Fall London, and you will probably like mm. um, you know, this game. I'll, I'll throw that out there right now. You will probably like Mask of the Rose if you like Gaslamp or Steampunk. Yeah. Um, so it's a good one. I think it's out May, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think it's coming out pretty soon. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, so Vampire Survivors was there. That's where I got this T-shirt. There was actually... a three t-shirts you could win throughout the three days you had to complete a stage each day so naturally i returned home with way more clothes than i went down with <laughs> um but like and that was cool and of course a eh, vampire survivors won their uh eh, won baftas so the baftas were actually on thursday night um the gaming baftas and a eh, vampire survivors won two they won one for game design and they also won best game uh, so like their BAFTAs were there, which was cool, and then they announced their DLC, and uh, the actually nice. the, the DLC was playable while I was at the demo, which was really cool. Um, I can't say much on it, but it was it was really cool to like to play. Um, also played a couple other games like there was uh, the System Shock Remaster was there, a uh, Dead Island Two, Dead Island Two, which have been kind of like waiting on for like 10 years at this point it was there um but yeah it was like it was generally quite good uh terra nil was there um so terra nil that i played on stream like last week Uh, it was cool um i also got a picture with the lamb from cult of the lamb who was like walking around menacingly holding a sword um but yeah
0: in your discord which yeah by the way if you're not
1: a nice discord oh no don't you dare <laughs> <laughs> nah, people can join the discord if they like um but yeah it was it was really cool and i suppose like you know obviously i could talk about like the game aspect of it for for ages but it was really interesting kind of going down there as like as a creator which is a thing that i don't like saying it seems weird um but it's maybe something i need to kind of just lean into but there it's was only, a
0: cr- it's only cringy because you're associating with with the other people that you don't like you're True. a creator in your own right and you're also in you do game dev now too
1: yeah that's. so you
0: just you're gonna have to deal with it if i have to sign influencer on my goddamn irs you have to do uh,
1: <laughs> it <laughs> I'm, you know what i'm actually um um I think I'm like six thousand followers on Tumblr away from meeting that threshold of not being able to sell vitamins. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but like it was, it was quite nice because we there was a there was a creator lounge, which I yeah this is gonna sound very bougie, um, but we like there was a creator lounge there where it was basically a space where you could like charge your phone have a drink chat with people and uh, but they had donuts they had they had these donuts they had like i've never been served donuts like this before right but instead of just being like a pile of donuts or like a box of donuts that you take one there was like it was like a coat rack almost it was like a gold coat rack and a donut was hanging on each thing and you had to like slide the donut out it was it's the only way i want to be served donuts uh for the rest of my life i thought it was brilliant
0: you've been spoiled by this one convention (laughs) i know (laughs)
1: um but yeah it was it was good like it was it was interesting kind of striking that balance between like hi this is like because some people introduce themselves as their like stream name yeah which is difficult to be honest cuz like so some people absolutely don't like they, they like they will only go by the stream name which is strange cuz it's, it's like
0: probably there's probably their LLC too so it's, they're introducing their business as well yeah it's probably and, part of it and,
1: and and I get that but like I am x from this or I am this person who goes it's like I'm not fucking calling you that name. It's got numbers in it. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> it's like, oh hi, mad fucker, sixty nine. You know, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't call someone that. <laughs> but yeah, it was, a, it was, it was interesting in that that extent. It was, it was a, it was a fun, fun few days. I am fucking shattered. It's like, yeah, it was just a lot. Um, <laughs> introducing themselves by their stream name so weird isn't it mr first scotland yeah <laughs> it's like yeah i think i i kind of just go by my by my first name that no one knows uh like when i'm down there because it just seems it just seems like the thing to do um and of course i was there from like a kind of industry perspective as well there was actually um there was a couple of talks throughout so it was like half it was interesting it was like half kind of games convention where like people could go and play demos but there was also for anyone who's interested there's like there was like a careers section as well so like there was a couple of universities there that were like pushing their courses um and then there was also talks so there was talks every single day um and i got to like listen to a couple of them uh, talk about whether it's community management or whether it's like game publishing um like it was quite it was quite cool like that um so, yeah, that was uh, that was fun. I'll I'll be writing more about stuff. I, mean, I don't want to review every single game I played on this podcast because I feel like mm-hmm. we'll be here forever and enjoy. You would probably just be like, uh-huh,
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, enjoyed, I enjoyed listening to you talk about it. It's more just like we have 20 minutes left. <laughs>
1: yes, that's true. Um, But, yeah, I think uh, from, like... Like travelling down to London, um, it was, it was fine. It it was it was nice. There, to be fair, there was actually one place that I went for lunch that was fucking banging. Right, there's it's called like Spitalfields Market. So it's like a big kind of like, um, I think I've been there. Enclosed market, like you know, it's <laughs> one of those ones that's kind of like open plan, but it's under a roof. But it kind of feels outside, like thinking of the bars kind of but nicer um, yeah that, well yeah a wee, a wee bit more pucker but like there's just like all these kind of food uh things there and i had soup dumplings one day and like that's just that's just good i like my food um but yeah hey yeah i got back really fucking late last night because i went from the convention to liverpool street station and then out to stanstead which is an hour long train, which is not fun. And then I found out that my flight was delayed. So I had to set in Stansted Airport for way too long and got back about two o'clock in the morning.
0: You're tired is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm hundred <laughs> percent. I'm going to die tomorrow. Like, I mean, no, I mean, I'm going to basically. Um,
0: and you've also got uh, Spiritfall for launching tomorrow.
1: Yeah, Spiritfall launches tomorrow. Everyone, please go buy it when it launches. Um, please, let like it basically justifies my job. So, <laughs> uh, But no, we're, we're launching in early LA access, and that's uh, that's going to be good. I think that's going to be really good. Um, it's it's gonna like be... a
0: good game. Yeah, it, it, I think so. From the, the demo I played and from what I've seen from you playing it, it's really fun. I really like the character design in it yeah Um,
1: like the art the art style drew me into it because anime like fucking hell it was like maybe maybe 10 months ago where i got to play the demo for it and i liked the art at the Mm -hmm. time and then i joined the team it's gonna be really weird seeing my name in the credits though i'm like i'm quite like there's a there's a young, a really young eye for Scotland playing his first video game who doesn't quite know that I'll be in the credits of a video game at some point, so it's it's a kinda a nice moment though. Yeah, it is it's a fucking nice moment. I'm looking forward to it. It's I need I won't, I won't, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that when it launches that my name is still in the credits. I feel like they they might take it out, I don't know. Um but it's yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I think it will be good.
0: You should be. You've um, worked hard on it.
1: I'm gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be a, a nerve wracking day tomorrow. But uh, hopefully, there's just gonna be a bunch of like streams and stuff. Um, like we've got like content creators kind of like lined up. Tons mm-hmm. of people will be streaming it on Twitch. So uh, fingers crossed, and then we'll see how we go. But uh, for anyone who is actually interested in it, it does have a discount on launch. So uh, I think it's like ten percent off. Um, are you gonna be doing? So I so if you actually look at the Steam broadcast just now, it is me. <laughs> you'll you'll very clearly hear my accent uh, narrating my gameplay. Um, thank you very much, Tundra, for dropping that in chat. So yeah, if, like we're we're basically like it's it's a pre-recorded video, obviously. Um, and yeah, it's just <laughs> my voice playing the game, and it just looping like continuously. Um. But yeah, it should be should be good. be um, good.
0: I'm sorry, I'm distracted by Holly Mop going absolutely mental.
1: I know, I've been watching mint. that the, the tail <laughs> tail for the past ten minutes. <laughs> Very excited.
0: She keeps going to her bowl and back up again. She thinks it's dinner time, but it's not. Ah. So.
1: And yeah, how how what's the hour? What's the what's the fucking time gap between us now? Is it 6?
0: We're back to normal, we're back to 6 oh, because you're we're to like six. Time caught up but she got spoiled for those two weeks where it was different because she was getting fed earlier <laughs> because our stream was at a different time so she's like, it must be time
1: <laughs> Yeah Nah, no, it's uh, Aye I'm, I am, I th- I think I'm I'm beginning you're to you're slowly done. crash. I'm feeling it, I'm like, oh. I can oh. see you crash, oh. I
0: think we're gonna call it quits.
1: No, that's... Thank you so much
0: to everyone who came today. It was really nice to see everybody after such a long hiatus. Yes, um, we yeah.
1: will be trying to, like, I think, yeah, I think we're, our, at the moment our iSphere plays stuff and like this kind of rhythms working for us because I think we're able to do kind of like fuller topics like i feel like we're our like dracula today for example we're able to get like a solid like hour and 20 minutes out of like a topic that we've kind of prepared and then we go into tangents and and all the rest of it after it Um, it's also just
0: good for us to have a break like that we could prepare for it but we're both really busy Yeah, (laughs) yeah
1: like
0: how do we fit this in and still keep it fun so that we're not just like oh it's sunday
1: yeah, know, like yeah
0: i, I never want to wake up and go oh god it's sunday i want to be like yes it's time to go eat magic mushrooms in the forest like that <laughs> is what I, i'm looking forward to next week um
1: whenever we yeah. prepare for a f- like a film or a tv i mean i like when when you told me about dracula i was like right okay and i binged it in like one sitting <laughs> uh which was which was good um but yeah all- allowing us to actually have that time is really really appreciated and obviously the ice fear plays stuff um you know the like we will be changing the game we won't just be playing the forest uh, i'm not sure if we're planning on changing the game for this week or whether we're doing one more forest uh, yeah, we were
0: trying to finish it and we were really close, I think. It depends on what we log in and find.
1: Yeah, <laughs> my, my, my gut tells me we're going to lose all of our stuff again. But <laughs> well, we'll find out. Well, maybe We can maybe if test it, comes it. To it.
0: We can just play the raft for two hours. It's fine.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> um, sound. But we'll wrap up the stream there, folks. If you're listening to us on any kind of podcasting platform, thanks very much. Um, we are seeing our episodes kind of slowly climb in terms of. Uh, the number of times like kind of listened to, and the number of people listening to it, so it is really appreciated. Um, and of course you can also catch us on YouTube where you see the the video. Um, and you can see our facial expressions.
0: You get to watch me freezing, and then you get to watch my dog in the background. <laughs> That's
1: like, what more could you possibly want? To be honest.
0: Yes.
1: Um. So yeah, well, uh, we'll wrap up there. Uh, if you're in the stream, don't go anywhere. We will be probably hanging around for like ten minutes or so afterwards. Uh, But until next time, folks, see you later.
0: Bye-bye.